Welcome to the Career Fit Mom Podcast. For moms at any age and stage, this podcast will elevate your career development, fitness, and personal growth, giving you the tools and inspiration to live your best life as a woman, as a professional, as a mother. I'm Beth Yarzab, and I'm your host of the Career Fit Mom Podcast. I'm so happy and grateful that you're here and listening to the episode today. Hello, this is Beth Yarzab, and this is the Career Fit Mom podcast. I am so grateful that you're here today. I am going to talk about something that's really exciting me right now, and it is about mindset shifts that you can use to attract your next job. Because let's face it, job search can be very difficult, but it doesn't have to be. Ponder this, if you will. Could job search be effortless? If you took the right inspired actions and were very clear on deliberately creating your next job, could it not be effortless? And that's what I want to explore today. I have 10 amazing mindset shifts to share with you to help you create that next job as a reality. And uh, we'll get started right away. Mindset shift number one is visualization. I use visualization a lot to manifest the goals that I'm seeking to achieve. And it's a proven method that athletes use and actors use. Thinking about, you know, an Olympic athlete, before they attempt their Olympic event, you better believe they are visualizing every millisecond of that event before they go for it. And that is sports psychology. That is a proven way to see in your mind's eye the goal as if it's already done. Actors, similar idea. They visualize, they become the character that they are set to play. So in terms of your job search, getting very clear comfortable and emotionally involved in what that ideal job looks like is crucial. And that's the first step, really. And if you if you can't see that clearly, if you have no idea what that next step might be, that's not uncommon. Have compassion for yourself. That is something I love helping people uncover and looking at their transferable skills and what lights them up and where their experience might translate over to a new job function or industry. If that's something you want to explore and you're not at the phase yet, you know you need a new job or you want a new job, but you don't know what that looks like yet, reach out to me, go to my website, careerfitmom.ca slash career. And right there, you can book a complimentary consultation call with me where we can just start to uncover a little bit about what that next job might even be for you and where you're at right now. So let's let's imagine that you already have that very clear goal. I have a client right now and her goal is uh, change management, a change management position, a process improvement position. And she's very clear on that. So it is going through the process of looking at what that job might be. I have an exercise where I have clients write out all of the different pieces of that ideal position from the minutia of, you know, what the environment, work environment looks like, 
who their leader is, um, you know, what they wear to work, what they smell on their way to work, what they're tasting. Like we tap into the senses and we get really emotionally connected to that visualization because the beauty of it is anything you want in life, you get to create twice, once in your mind's eye, and then secondly, as you see it unfold in reality. And that's what manifestation is, or goal achieving, however you want to label it. But the visualization is the deliberate creation of the job you want for yourself. And I have had numerous clients create a job out of nothing, like create a job for themselves with an employer by showing the value that they bring, by solving a problem for that employer, by demonstrating how they can help based on the experiences they've had in the past, their education, and their emotional uh, quotient, their um, interpersonal skills, those soft skills. They have created, I've had numerous people that I've worked with create a job that they've wanted because they've asked smart questions of the employer of their choice. They've been able to respond intelligently with how they can support that company's growth or solve that problem that the company is having. And they can then create their own job description (laughs) and negotiate their terms. So I had someone start a job like that um, yesterday, uh, a client of mine, and it was through an introduction. It wasn't even a job that existed. It was not posted. It is this stuff happens. So visualize it. And this is what I mean, effortless. Like, again, I have a client who she went through a lot of uh, difficulty in in finding a job, um, getting let go of a a company, wanting to be with a big, big company, um, getting getting that opportunity with the big company, actually getting there and realizing it was not going to work for her was not in alignment with who she is having to quit during the training period, which was like the first, you know, four or five days that she was actually in the job, totally devastated by that. And then out of nowhere, someone contacted her and that a a contact of hers from her network with an opportunity to do work that she's qualified for that she's good at. And no one else interviewed for the position. She got it. And then she had self doubt that she deserved it. And I, we worked really hard on eradicating those thoughts because it could be that easy. Like, why couldn't it be that easy? Why couldn't you be deserving and worthy of that position that you didn't have to fight for it? You didn't have to hustle for it. You didn't have to action it and effort it into happening. It just, it could just come to you. It could just flow to you. So the visualization is key. When I do, my visualization works for me really well. And many people use this time of day is as I'm falling asleep at night. So it's a place, it's a time of day when, you know, you're getting really comfortable. You can tap into your subconscious mind and see for yourself doing the job functions, working with the people that you want to work with, doing the tasks you want to be doing, adding the value, like maybe you're in a boardroom, maybe you're presenting, maybe you're working one-on-one with people, Um, you're really helping your audience or your client base or your customers, whatever it is. But see that vision for yourself and see that smile on your face and see yourself there. Visualize that and tap into that just as you're falling asleep at night. 
Mindset shift number two to attract your next job is gratitude. So I've spoken about gratitude before. This is the life-changing action that I have taken over the last 18 months that has had a major shift in my results. And the gratitude is a practice that I do almost every day. And like I came and went from gratitude journals before. I was like, that's a great idea. I definitely want to do that. And I would do it for a day or two and then I would drop it. So there's just been a real um, awakening within me around the gratitude journal. I actually love doing it first thing as I'm waking up, I'm drinking my coffee and I write typically 10 things that I'm grateful for. And this is an activity my business coach gave me, which has just been tremendous. So I share it with um, all my career coaching clients now as well and get them doing this sort of three-step um kind of morning routine, using gratitude and a journal where you are writing about the things that you are grateful for that are already in your life. And this is going to be key if you are in a toxic work environment, the pressure's really high right now. You have a job, for example, but it sucks. And I have quite a few clients in that situation right now. It's terrible. You, you know, so we won't go too far down the rabbit hole on why having a terrible job is terrible. Let's be grateful for the things that that job does bring you, right? So income, so you can pay your bills, you have a roof over your head, you have food, you have money to do the activities that you want, that your kids can do. Um, You do have money flowing into you. So that is a great thing. The other great thing about having a job currently is it does make you a more attractive candidate to recruiters and hiring managers and as um, sort of a terrible bias as that is, it is um, something that hiring managers and recruiters look for is the passive candidates, whether they're more qualified than someone who's unemployed or not. They typically like someone, they're in demand. There's a sort of like feeling around that candidate that they have um, very high quality output and uh, qualifications because they're currently working. So if you are currently working, be grateful for that. There's so many reasons. Uh, You have a place to go and to direct your energy day to day and you really are helping. If you feel like you're not moving anything at work, and I have a client in particular who feels this way right now, uh, she's feeling a misalignment with the values of her organization and how she sees her job function and her team in the organization. And so that's really, that's tough. That's difficult. However, you, even if you feel powerless, you are making a difference. Your team looks to you. um, You are, you know, you're very smart. You're adding intelligent content and context to the projects that you're putting out there. And think about the end user. They are really getting the value of the products and services that you are somehow touching and influencing getting out to them. So think about that end user, think of how they're benefiting, even if your job is not in alignment with who you are right now, and it is ready to move. Being grateful for what you have right now is key. Now, what if you are unemployed? Okay, so that's a little more challenging. I get it. However, what is this time giving you? and being grateful for that. So it's the ability to, you know, maybe spend more time with your partner and your children or other family members, friends. Perhaps it's a time where you can be focusing on your health and fitness because now you do have time to work out because you're not in an eight-hour job commuting two hours each day. Um, It allows you to uh, 
really look inside and understand what you do want to do with your career and focus on your career path. Perhaps you could be doing some volunteering um, that you would never have the time to do when you're working full time. So being grateful for the opportunity you have when you are unemployed, which is typically a lot of time, and mine and using that time to positively impact yourself and your own personal growth or impacting your community somehow. And this going through this gratitude, sort of starting with the first few of the things that you have right now, and then moving the next three or four gratitude items to the things that you are grateful for that you want, like that ideal job, that great manager, that raise of $10,000, and you write it in the present tense. I am so happy and grateful now that I am working in a progressive company, has amazing flex time. I'm on the upward trajectory of my career, and I'm making a real difference with the team that I'm coaching and the end users who are using my um, products and services. So writing that out as if it's already happened, as if it's already done, creates a huge positive impact in your mindset and sets you up for success for the day and everything else is just going to be easier so that when you are in that toxic discussion with your toxic boss you are more resilient because you've trained your brain and your heart and your soul to be grateful for what you already have and what's for what's coming to you and the last piece of this gratitude exercise is taking those things that annoy you frustrate you taking the people that are causing you challenges and writing uh, gratitude about them so that you can harvest the good from the situation. Again, to raise your vibrational frequency to a higher level so that you can close the gap between what you desire in your life and what is your reality. And it just makes, again, that resilience, that persistence more available to you. So if you're in a really tough conversation with your boss, you're able to stay more neutral instead of getting emotionally reactive to it. You can create your response in a way because you, you've you done a gratitude today. I'm so happy and grateful that uh, my boss is pointing out learning opportunities for me that I can either accept or reject, but stay neutral and stay on her good side. So that might be one example. There could be many depending on your situation. So gratitude, it definitely is the way to attract more of what you already have. So more financial abundance, more time abundance, more joy, better health, like anything that you can be grateful for, your children, your partner, the roof over your head, the contributions that you want to be making write it out, and then say it out loud to yourself with love, compassion, and deep heart-centered emotion. Mindset shift number three, do fun first. So I have a goal. I want to reach a broader audience of women, and I want to reach a global audience of women to help them with their career development, their fitness, and their personal growth. There's a lot of things I can do to create that broader audience and be able to influence more deeply. It's like, what do I do first? Do I write my blog? Do I do a newsletter? Do I do individual reach outs? Should I do networking? Should I put together this online course or that personal coaching program? I mean, it is overwhelming 
how my mind is constantly moving with all the ideas that I have. And so I have a fantastic friend and mastermind accountability partner, Lisa. She said to me once, do fun first. I was like, what do I do first? And she said, do fun first. And I'm thinking, that sounds good. And what is fun for me is my podcast because I get excited to share this information with you and express the knowledge that I have and connect with you on a deeper level so that maybe you might learn something and you might be able to action it and create the results that you want in your life. So I am leaning into my podcast. So when I had a client last week tell me, oh my gosh, there's so many job search activities that I should be doing. I should be searching for jobs. I should be customizing my resume and cover letter. I should be networking. It's. I said, just stop shitting all over yourself and let's look at which job search activity is the most fun for you. Which thing lights you up the most? And for her, it was talking to people about her job function and asking questions about, you know, what kinds, so this is the same change management um, client that I have. You know, she loves talking about change management and she loves the projects she's working on in her organization. And she loves going to conferences and hearing how other people are doing change management or process improvement. She loves um, talking, uh, learning from other people how they're doing that work and how there could be a use for it in the sector that she's in. And that lights her up. And this woman is incredibly smart, incredibly extroverted, very social. And that's where she needs to be. Like that is fun for her. It's easy. It's fun to talk to people about the work that she does that the other people share somehow. And so I said to her, do that first. Lean into that. Lean into that networking. So who can you set up, you know, coffee dates with or phone calls with, informational interviews with? And again, these don't have to be in person. This could be um, a quick 15-minute phone call with somebody that you have to, you know, it takes time to set it up. But oh my goodness, if she could just have a conversation, it's not even looking for a job. It's not even tell me where to get a job in change management. It's more like what this is what I'm doing. What you know, what are you doing? How did you get to your where you are in your career? What are the biggest challenges you're facing right now with change management or process improvement? What what themes do you see or trends do you see in the job function that we do within our sector? Um, how is it different in your sector from my sector? Like she could just ask smart questions because she's really intelligent and then be a very good listener and respond with you know, some of her own experiences. And oh my goodness, what does that do? It, first of all, it lights her up. It creates a winning impression with the other person. She's nurturing her network. She That person is going to remember her when they see a posting, they're going to flip it over to her. Or they might be able to make a recommendation of someone else she speak to about this topic and make an introduction for her like that is where the magic happens now the side benefits of this doing fun first for this particular client is now she's going to be on a higher vibrational frequency so more positive energy more confidence because she's just had a conversation with somebody as soon as she's in a great place after talking about the work that she does and learning about the work that other people do and how they can potentially help each other. 
she should then go and do the other job search activities while she's in that really good place. And you better believe all the right jobs are going to be posted. She's going to effortlessly customize her resume and cover letter and send in applications. She's going to effortlessly prepare for the interview. She's going to have her phone screen questions all ready and easily accessible. So when she gets the call, she's able to make a fantastic impression with the recruiter and on it goes. So it's do fun first and then spend the time that you need to doing the other job search activities. But you know what? They're way more inspired because you are inspired after having the most fun thing completed on your list of job search activities. So it's taking a little bit of the you know, um, more spiritual side or emotional side of job search and combining it with the practical, you got to do some action to get the job. You can't just visualize it into happening. You do have to take action, but let's let it be inspired action. So for some people, networking is not fun. Actually, for a lot of people, networking would make someone really uncomfortable. So I would say to that person, what is the most fun job search activity that you can do? And perhaps all of them are not fun, but there's got to be something that's more fun than others. Maybe it's searching for jobs and seeing what might be possible. So in that case, go to your web browser, go to Google Search for whatever whatever job function you're interested in. So I have a client in project management just starting out her career right now in project management. So it would be uh, project coordinator and jobs. And then Google knows where you are. So it sets a location radius and it's going to pop up by aggregating all the different job boards. So you can just go to one place, which is Google, instead of going to LinkedIn, Glassdoor, Aluda, Indeed, blah, blah. All these jobs are going to pop up on that one search. So go and play around with different keywords. Maybe that's that's fun for you. Is like, what keywords can I use to search for jobs? Um, perhaps like this particular client, she has ex- extensive experience also in um, advertising. So it's maybe it's advertising and project jobs and seeing what comes up <laughs> or editing and project jobs. It's just have fun being creative and brainstorming the different keywords, the things that you do. That's what the keywords are, the actual functions, the tasks, the responsibilities that you have in your job that you can search on in the Google Jobs function. So do fun first, raise your vibrational frequency, boost your confidence and get excited about what you do. And the rest is going to fall into place. Mindset shift number four. Know that you have limitless potential. Oftentimes, my clients limit themselves. This comes from lack of confidence, for sure. You know, who am I to go after that director or VP job? Who am I to think that I could reinvent my career into something different? Who am I? It's a, you know, lack of confidence and they have an imposter syndrome, perhaps, which is very common. So if you could eradicate that... And know that you have limitless potential, that you are here for a reason to share your gifts and talents with the world. And your career is part of your identity and part of that opportunity to share your gifts and talents with the world. And there's nothing stopping you from getting that next level job that you feel like, oh, it's out of my reach. I'm a little scared of it. That is the job you have to go after. And 
sometimes I have clients who feel like I must only look in one geographical area. I agree. You do not want to be commuting long periods of the day because that's a time suck and it's not a good use of your valuable skills and valuable time. But what would happen if you looked for a job in your you know, function area anywhere in North America just to be inspired by what jobs exist out there? So I had a client and she is you know, getting into the C-suite, is currently in the C-suite and wants to go with a small company and wants to get there with a large company. Uh, she is very much into innovation and um, digital technology um, and shifts in consumer behavior, millennial shopping behaviors. This woman knows a lot about <laughs> how to use digital technology and artificial intelligence and virtual reality, augmented reality um, in a way that uh, consumer packaged goods and retailer companies could absolutely magnify to potential to increase their results. So it's, it's looking for that chief innovation officer position, which might be hard in the geographic area that she currently lives in. So in order to think more broadly about the type of job and the type of company that would need someone like her, we did a job search that was North American wide. And it's not that she's going to go relocate, but it was definitely a place that we, these, these job postings from other places in North America that we could draw upon to find the keywords for her resume, her LinkedIn, her cover letter, her talking points, also to contextualize her skills and experience in this sort of title or idea of a chief innovation officer. So do not limit yourself in terms of the geographic location. Take some time to see what else is out there. What other kinds of companies are out there? And this would also be helpful if you are wanting to create your own position within an organization. It's like, well, you know, the States, the United States has way more um, companies, way more people, way more workers than the Canadian labor market does. So Perhaps there's some synergies that you can draw from work that other people are doing in other places that you could bring to your local geographic market, for perhaps if it's in uh, Canada, the greater Toronto area. So definitely, you know, looking beyond what you currently think you should be looking at in your job search. Maybe you think you must only work for a certain size of company or with a certain product. You can pivot. You can change job functions industries. You can totally reinvent yourself. So many people have done it. Why not you? So you may not know how to get there. That is understandable. Don't let that scare you. Let that excite you. If you could create a big, beautiful goal about what that next job might be by not limiting yourself, by creating, by being open to your limitless potential, then all the other pieces are going to start to fall into place. Create your goal, make it big and beautiful, see that career identity unfolding for yourself in your mind's eye, and then all the other pieces are going to line up to help you get there. Mindset shift number five, seek approval only from yourself. So yesterday I had a conversation with someone I care very deeply about who is in job transition. And she said, because her workplace is terrible right now. She said, I need validation that 
in my career, I need some validation because she's not getting it at work. And I, I agreed. I said, yeah, you know, that would probably really help you get into a better mindset about your job search. So go and talk to people who you love and respect and who you know love and respect you from previous times in your career where you've done amazing work because this woman has, you know, really progressed and changed um, industries uh, quite seamlessly. And she's going to just continue to do that. However, right now she's in a very low place uh, because of the work environment she's in and the pressure she's under. So I thought about that this morning when I woke up and I regret saying that she needs to seek validation because the only place and the only person that you need approval from is yourself. And when you know in your heart that what you're doing is right, you attract, you have that better confidence and you attract all the right things into your life because we can be approval seeking all the time. And that is something that I have definitely struggled with is a a pattern of being approval seeking of other people. When I have a hundred percent self-compassion and love for myself and I go really deep with what I know I can offer and what I love to do, it does resonate with others and I'm able to help others But that is not the driver. It's just knowing inside that that is what I'm here to do. That is my purpose. That is my why is to create confidence in other women and help them see what they're capable of and then support their growth so they can achieve what they want. And knowing that is is key. So really look inside, really seek your own approval first. Um, You know, this helps like writing out the things that you bring to your team, to your work, to your job function, your responsibilities, the belief that you are deserving and worthy, just going back to that other client who got a job without having to interview against other candidates, she is deserving and worthy, that you have all the resources you need to get that next job. They're already within you. You've done it before. You can look back to past job searches or pivots in your career and harness that power and that experience to get to that next job for yourself. That you are the person in the ideal job in your mind's eye already. You are that person. Now you get to enjoy watching her emerge. So you do not need validation from anybody else. It's already within you. You have so much love and support all around you. And when you love and support yourself 100%, everything else is going to start to line up for you. Mindset shift number six is kick comparison to the curb. So I once heard this little quote, which I thought was funny, compare and despair. Oh my goodness. Yes, I have definitely struggled with that in the past comparing myself to other people, other entrepreneurs, other people in their careers that I should only wish to be where they are at. You never know what is going on for somebody else inside or what other extenuating circumstances that they have. We must never compare. It only causes heartache. So go beyond that. We'll move right into mindset shift number seven because it's so closely aligned with number six. So we're going to kick comparison to the curb and then we're going to bless others who have what we desire. 
So eradicating that jealousy. And so often there's a lot, you know, we have these societal viewpoints about money or prestige or career progression. And there's a lot of um, kind of subconscious awareness that we have to work to eradicate, which is money is the root of all evil, or people who have a lot of wealth and financial abundance are greedy. If you have any of those kinds of thoughts, people in, you know, the CEO level, C-suite level, um, they they were very, um, they weren't generous with, with what who they are. They were just sort of politically getting to where they got to. Um, they didn't deserve it. When you have those thoughts, you're never going to attract what you want because you're resisting and you're pushing against and what you resist persists. So if you're jealous of others, if you see, um, somehow you see that somebody else who has less seniority is making more money than you, bless them. As hard as that might be, just feel neutral about it and go, that's okay. That's interesting. That does not reflect who I am. I'm going to use that information to then negotiate for you know, higher compensation package or leave this organization, but uh, they they are deserving and worthy of it. It has nothing to do with me that they have a higher salary than me. And that was something that was tough for me because I worked in HR and I would see new graduates coming in making $10,000 more than me as their base salary. And I'd already been working for like seven years <laughs> and I had a lot of jealousy back then. And I thought, well, why didn't I like study something different? Why didn't I, why didn't I a lot of regrets and it's like well that because I was on a journey that's different and I don't and it, like good for them that they're coming out of university making all of that money I wish I had that understanding and the level of awareness that I have now and yes so bless others who have what you desire and just be you know neutral about it do not ruminate on what someone else has had when someone else has and comparing yourself in a negative way just be neutral and bless um, what they deserve to have in their life. Stay in positive, people. Mindset shift number eight is to help others get what they want. When you can help others get what they want, you're going to get what you want. And if you want a new job, help somebody else get their new job. Offer to review someone's resume for them. If you see a job posting that would be good for somebody else, it's not good for you, email it to them, text it to them, make sure they know about it. If you can make an introduction, again, introductions are so golden. If you can make an introduction for somebody that might make a difference in their career development, do it. And it's going to come back to repay you 100% over. So this is what I call career karma. What goes around comes around, ladies. So make sure you are helping others get what they want. Um, you know, I had a, a client, she's, she wrote out to, wrote to me that she's looking f- to change jobs. And if I had any ideas or um, contacts for her. So I do have another client that I think would be a good match that they could potentially help each other. And I said, would you like me to make an introduction to this person who works at this organization that would be a match for these reasons? And she wrote back, yes, I would be interested in a um, introduction if they have leads on jobs in my geographic location. And I kind of thought, hmm, that's a little bit short-sighted because there's a benefit 
on both sides. It needs to be a mutually beneficial relationship. Whenever you go for an information interview or have an introduction to somebody, it's thinking, how can I help them? So perhaps my client has, you know, great information about the area that she works in. They both work in the same job function, but different um, kind of organizations. Wow, they have a lot they could share about how they do their job function in their different organizations. So yeah, you know, I'd really love to speak with her and find out more about what she does and see how potentially the information I have can help her. Um, Yeah, so just always going at it with a helping mindset is key to getting what you want. And number nine of your mindset shifts to attract your next job is systematizing your inspired action. And what I mean by that is every single day you are going to have a system, a process that you follow that will lead you to that next job. So there's a lot of mindset stuff, but then there's also the inspired action. You got to do both. You can't just look at job boards day after day and um, apply for things just like instant apply and, you know, apply, 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 apply without having the mindset and the gratitude and the visualization. So it's finding those mindset pieces that work for you, as well as the practical job search stuff you got to do. So for example, your system might include every day, the visualization, doesn't have to take long. Could be two minutes of meditation in the morning, deep breathing, thinking about nothing else but your next job. You could then do your gratitude, expressing gratitude, writing in a gratitude journal. When I had my concussion, I found it difficult to write out my gratitudes. I was looking at myself in the mirror and doing mirror work. So this is something else my coach shared with me it sounded like totally weird, but I did it and it works for me. So you will say one gratitude looking into one eye and then say the next one looking into the other eye and you are looking deep into your soul. So, you know, I'm so happy and grateful that I'm healthy. I'm looking into my right eye. I'm so happy and grateful that my husband is my best friend and we have a deep romantic relationship that is fun. He's an awesome dad. Like that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, right, right eye, left eye, right eye, left eye, back and forth. So that might take a little less time because and be more powerful for you because you're looking into your eye and it's getting more deeply into your subconscious Uh, which is really where your results come from. Your subconscious mind is the root of all your results. So it's harnessing that by doing things like this visualization, meditation on that visualization of that next job, the gratitude piece, saying it out loud, like hearing yourself say it. You can create a recording of it and play it over to yourself. Uh, The app that I like is Voice Loop. That's another one my coach told me about. It's a very inexpensive app, Voice Loop. And then you can record some of your gratitudes or your visualization of your next job and just play it back to yourself. So you're going to do that mindset stuff, the visualization, the gratitude. Then the next part of your system is doing the fun part of your job search first. So, you know, the networking stuff does take time. Time is difficult. It's limiting during the day. So if you are working currently or you have a new baby and it's just really hard to get to your job search stuff, 
even if you can't have a phone call with somebody every single day, at least you're doing something that's going to get you to maybe one phone call a week. So you're going to do the reach out, you're going to do the research, you're going to follow up, you're going to book the time, you're going to make sure you're available, you're going to get that childcare available so that your baby's not crying when you're having that important phone call. So you can really focus on what the other person is saying. So do something around the fun part of your job search first. Then the next part is you're going to time block the other job search activities. So with my client who's going, it gets so lit up about the networking and talking about her job function with other people, we decided her time blocking is Monday, Wednesday, Friday at lunch. She's going to do those networking activities, even if it's not a real live networking thing, she's going to, you know, maybe work on a phone call or getting something set up, right? Like the, the actual um, somewhat tedious actions you have to take to set these things up, rescheduling. Eh. But every single um, second day at lunch break, she's going to do something related to her networking activities. And hopefully it's the really fun stuff of having those meaty conversations. Then on Tuesday and Thursday at lunch, she's going to research and apply for jobs Um, because she really doesn't want to do it at night. She was finding that she was blocked. She couldn't, she would get home, um, get with me, be with her family, get dinner on the table, do the bedtime routine and be exhausted. So really not in a good space to... Um, do job search activities. So not a good vibrational frequency, not a good headspace, um, not thinking straight because she's exhausted. So the best time for her is this lunch break. She's literally going to book a meeting room in her office, bring her lunch and um, hammer away at it uh, or go out to a coffee shop and do it there so that she can have that space to herself. Um, On Saturday, perhaps you do something else job search related, just block the time, like maybe it's before the kids wake up, you're going to nurture your network via LinkedIn or email or text to somebody. So thinking about what activities are crucial to your job search and then blocking them into your schedule and and being laser focused on that task in that time. So you don't have to give yourself a lot of time to it, but time blocking is a key productivity enhancement. It's um, something that you can use and put it in your calendar and know specifically what actions you have to take in that time and don't do anything else. So you know, your system, again, for your inspired action to lead you to that next job. Number one, visualization. Number two, expressing gratitude. Number three, doing the fun part of your job search first. And number four, time blocking the other tasks. Mindset shift number 10. And our last one is allowing the process to unfold as it should. And I tell my clients, when they're looking for a job, desperation is super unattractive. So hiring managers and recruiters, they can sense when you are desperate for that job. So it's trying to stay neutral by knowing that the job, the best job is coming for you. It's around the corner. Um, You have to allow that process to happen. Allow the person who is the decision maker to have the time they need to make the decision of course, you're going to follow up. Of course, you're going to, in a kind way, not a harassing way, not an annoying way, do some follow up, express your interest, thank them for the opportunity to go through the interview process, find out where they are at the selection process. But I'll be 
compassionate about how busy they are. Just allow this process to unfold. Because really, there's a lot of things that are outside of your power that you cannot control. So when you know that and you just move forward with that thought, it's a lot easier to handle the length of time it takes for someone to get back to you when they say they're going to get back to you on Friday and you don't hear from them. And it's incredibly frustrating. So we don't know what's going on for that recruiter. Maybe their child was sick and they had to go rush them out of school to a doctor. Like you just don't know. So have compassion, be allowing of the process to take place as it should. The selection process is frustrating, it is lengthy. We don't know what's happening. We can't control it on the other side of the decision makers. So just be neutral, just allow it to take place. Don't be passive, but take your actions and your follow-ups in a neutral way. Having that faith that the right job is around the corner. Um, again, you maybe you got turned down for a position and it's because something better is coming to you. So when we resist, again, it persists. We resist um, you know, the, the negativity we might have about our current job situation, the negativity we have about being unemployed or trying to get back into the workforce and not getting the traction that we desire. And we're just ruminating on that negativity. Flip it. There's a polar opposite to those negative feelings. What can you harvest that's good from the situation? You, you know, receiving that no from that selection process that you invested time in, getting presentations and 30, 60, 90 day plans ready and interview prep and on and on and on. What did you learn from that situation? And, you know, you're grateful that the other person got the job. Perhaps there's another job at that company that they're going to think of you for. You would love to work for them one day. Perhaps you will. Uh, but right now isn't the right time. And there's something better coming. And you're going to take that experience, the materials you prepared, the interview questions you have in your back pocket, and you're going to do an even better job at presenting yourself when the next opportunity comes, like tomorrow, because it could be that quick. You never know what the day is going to present to you, how your week is going to unfold. You could start your week, your work week on Monday with one mindset and one work reality, and by Friday it can be completely different. So be open, allow it, don't resist, stay positive, and systematize as much of you can, as you can with the mindset and the inspired action pieces so that you're really doing both. The emotional, um, mental game is key to your success in your job search as much as the tactical job search activities. So that is what I wanted to share with you today around mindset shifts that you can use to attract your next job. So just to recap them again, number one was visualization. Number two was gratitude. Three, doing fun first. Number four is knowing that you have limitless potential. Five, seek approval only from yourself. Six, kick comparison to the curb. Number seven, bless others who have what you desire. Number eight, help others get what they want. Number nine, systemize 
systematize your inspired action. And number 10, allow the process to unfold as it should. I hope this podcast helps you see what's available to you in terms of your next career move and then take that inspired action to make it a reality. If you need support at all, I would love to hear from you. I'm here to help. You can reach out to me via careerfitmom.ca slash career and I'm happy to have a phone conversation with you, um, complimentary consultation to really look at your professional background and your thoughts for the future and help you Uh, understand where that alignment is for the next phase of your career. I love working on that. I also help people with resume writing, LinkedIn optimization, interview prep, and coaching through job transitions. So that's something that is uh, a big piece of who I am and how I help people gain confidence through career development and personal growth. Uh, If you like this podcast, please subscribe. I would definitely appreciate if you could subscribe and go ahead and do a rating and a review of the Career Fit Mom podcast. That means so much to me. And it's a way that other people are then going to gain the benefit of this information when we share and circulate information and knowledge and resources, then it comes back to us you know, a hundred times over. So please rank, uh, review my podcast, share it with somebody who can benefit, and then watch that ideal dream job of yours manifest in reality.